Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is an RNZ podcast. Kia ora and a big hello. I'm Alison Balance, and you're tuned in to the Kākāpō Files from RNZ. We're up to episode 8 already, and if you've been following along, you'll understand why I've called this episode Round 2 Begins. If you're new to the Kākāpō game, well, welcome, and everything will make sense very soon. The big picture is that there are just 147 adult Kākāpō left in the world. And the Kākāpō recovery team from the New Zealand Department of Conservation is hoping to have a whole lot more by the end of this bumper breeding season. Last time on the podcast, which was just five days ago, the first two chicks of the 2019 breeding season had hatched, and the Kākāpō team was anxiously waiting to see if its strategy of removing eggs from the nesting females to encourage them to nest a second time would work. Well, five days is a very long time in the Kākāpō world, where, as we know, things change by the hour. Here's Kākāpō Recovery Programme Manager Deidre Veko to bring us up to speed. Kia ora, Deidre, and welcome back to the Kākāpō Files. Kia ora, Alison. Now, I've rung up to get some updates on numbers, but as you and I both know, those numbers change by the moment. <laughs> they sure are changing rapidly. So uh, how many chicks have hatched so far? We've had five chicks hatched so far, and as I speak, I think we've got another one on its way, probably due within the next few hours, and maybe another one this afternoon. And the chicks so far are all good and strong and healthy? Yeah, they're really good. They've been hatching really well. Incubation's obviously gone well, and um, no, they're looking really great. So how many eggs in total have you got now, and of those, how many are known to be fertile? And I'm sure you've probably still got some that you don't know. It's a big number now. It's the biggest number we've ever had. We've got 148 eggs that we know of. <laughs> like earlier in the season, Daryl Eason was predicting we might have up to 150. So we're getting close to that number. And we've checked the majority of them now. I think we've still got 11 that we're unsure of whether they're developing or not. Um, but in total, we've had 62 fertile eggs, so 62 that have started to develop. But we have had some egg deaths, which is quite quite usual. So we've had 13 egg deaths, and with the five hatches, um, that takes us to a total of 44 eggs at the moment that are still developing and still viable. Do you have any female kākāpō on Whenoho Codfish Island who have not yet nested? We, well, we've got one female that hasn't yet mated, uh, and we have four females that have mated, but we've not quite located their nest yet. So, yeah, a few more to come. Oh, well, fingers crossed for all of those. And... I know that you are pulling all of these eggs in for captive rearing so that you can encourage the females to go out and mate again. Has that strategy started to work yet? Yeah, we've been holding our breath, to be honest, Alison. It's been a bit of a gamble, uh, but we are starting to see the females on anchor mate again. So we've had five females go for a second round so far, and one of those females uh, just mated for a second time of her second round last night. So that's all starting to really pay off, and um, I'm starting to relax a little on that front, which is great to see. 
We haven't yet had any females on Whenua Ho go for a second round, but they've been a little bit behind anchor, so we're still expecting that, that to happen. Now, on the Kakapo Files so far, we've focused on Whenua Ho and on Anchor Island, but there is actually a third island, Hauturu Little Barrier, up in the Hareki Gulf. What's happening there? Yeah, well, it's a bit quiet on the Hauturu front, uh, but they have kicked in now. So we've had at least one mating that we know of, and that was a female by the name of Lisa, who recently was transferred up to Hauturu from Whenua Ho. And interestingly, when she lived on Whenua Ho, she was always the first female to to start the, the mating. So it looks like she's taking that role on up there as well. We have seven females up there that could mate this year, so it's great that one of them has. I think she mated with Jester, and we're just waiting to get a little bit more information from Hauturu. We'll fly a Sky Ranger uh, a plane over the island in the next few days to collect some more data from their transmitters, and that'll tell us whether there's been more matings. Fantastic. And your little portacom nursery on Fenoho is starting to fill up with those chicks. You've come to a decision about what to do with those. What's happening with them? Yeah, so on Wednesday, actually that's tomorrow, Tomorrow we are sending the first batch of chicks off Whenua Ho. I think there'll be the five plus maybe one that hatches today. And those chicks will go to the Dunedin Wildlife Hospital where they'll be under the care of um, head vet Lisa Aguila. Lisa's done a few seasons with us um, and is really, really experienced, probably one of the most experienced people we have at Kākāpō hand rearing. And so she'll be taking some of our chicks uh, when they're younger and raising them until about 30 days old just to help us spread the workload because we are going to have quite a large number to hand rear this season. So, yeah, Lisa will be driving to Invercargill uh, tomorrow morning to collect her first batch. Oh, well, that'll be nice to and at least remove part of the workload from you out on Whenua Ho because I imagine you'll run pretty ragged out there. Well, that's right. We're still very busy, especially as the second round of matings and nest finding comes on. That'll keep the team absolutely flat out. So moving those chicks out of the small portacom lab that we have into a, um, into a much better facility uh, where they can have full focus of, of Lisa and her team will be a great move. And we'll move chicks through to her probably on a weekly basis uh, over the next three to four weeks as this first round of, of eggs hatch um, and the chicks are ready to move on. Any other news that we need to know about Deirdre? Looking to the future we'll have by about the 20th of February we will be hand rearing Kākāpō in Invercargill as well so we're just putting the finishing touches on a hand rearing facility there that will be suitable for uh, taking the bulk of the chicks uh, and particularly those that are over 30 days old until they're ready to go back to the islands which will probably be around middle of April, early May. Um, so it's all happening quite fast this year. Um, the team are really, really positive um, and very excited about the second round and, and that the strategy seems to be paying off. Thanks, Deirdre. Now, Lisa the Kākāpō has a very interesting history. She's a founder bird from Stewart Island. She was first found as an adult back in 1982 and that same year she was moved to Hauturu, Little Barrier Island. Soon after that, her transmitter stopped working and she disappeared. Kākāpō are really well designed for going off the radar. They have perfect camouflage to just blend into the forest. They hole up during the day to sleep and they creep around at night minding their own business. 
put them on top of a rugged island with lots of never-visited gullies and steep valleys, and it's very easy for them to go undetected. Lisa became one of the missing kākāpō. Maybe dead, but possibly still alive. In the late 1990s, a decision was made to take all the kākāpō off Hauturu, as they weren't being very successful at breeding there, and concentrate on having all the females on whenua hau. It was the summer of 1999. All the females had been removed, but not all the males. The remaining males had decided love was definitely in the air and were booming away. Then one day, the dock ranger on the island found kākāpō mating sign in Ox's bowl, but there were meant to be no females left. Well, talk about, and I was just about to say putting the cat among the pigeons, which isn't very appropriate, but actually it's more a case of the dog among the kākāpō. Special kākāpō tracking dogs were brought in, and eventually they found Lisa on a nest with three fertile eggs. Then, just to make things even better, all three hatched and were female, This was particularly good news, as at that time there were lots of male chicks being produced. Lisa's daughters are Eli, Hauturu, after the island, and Aranga. Lisa was caught and moved to Whenua Hau, and for two breeding seasons, as Deidre mentioned, Lisa was the first female into action, both times with Basil and both times at Christmas. She's had six more kids, including Tifari, who we've already heard about in the Kākāpō files, as she was one of the first females to mate on Anchor Island this breeding season, and she's the mum of one of the first batch of chicks that we heard about in the last episode. Grandmother Lisa is now back on Hauturu. She mated with Jester in 2016 but laid infertile eggs, so it'll be really interesting to see what happens this year. Lisa, by the way, is not the only missing Kākāpō to have eventually turned up. Rangi was found on Whenuaho back in 2009 after hiding in plain sight for 22 years. There's much more about that story in my book, Kākāpō, Rescued from the Brink of Extinction. And that's it for this week. I am very excited as I'm about to head down to Whenuaho for some field recording. So next time on the Kākāpō Files, we'll have news and sounds directly from the island. I can't wait to share that with you. In the meantime, you can follow the Department of Conservation's Kākāpō Recovery Programme on Facebook and on Instagram, and Andrew Digby and I are both on Twitter. Just search for our names. I'm Alison Balance, and this is the Kākāpō Files from RNZ. Our webpage is rnz.co.nz slash kākāpō. I'll be back soon with lots more breaking Kākāpō news, but until then, take care. Bye for now. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.